Welcome to Dynasty Theory, your source for everything Dynasty fantasy football. With your host, John Bauer. I'm looking to sell everybody price-dependent. Dan LaMagna. Too much dysfunction in Cleveland. And Mitch Sorensen. Well, it's hard to compete with excellence. We are back, and I listen, it is my fault 100%. We are back with another episode of Dynasty Theory. If you're watching live on YouTube, we're running 10 minutes behind. I had to get into a vicious debate with the guys over at FF Dynasty. Uh, we said it was going to be a 10-minute conversation on Damian Pierce. I was doing a guest spot. Uh, it went 35 minutes. So uh, I, I'm all riled up. You know I'm all riled up. Dan, what's going on, man? You were talking crap before I jumped on here, I know. I was, but with love. We were worried about you. Mitch and I were worried because we know John's glued to his phone and normally gives us a heads up. And, you know, that that's all right. We, we'll forgive you. You know, we might not talk for a day or two. But, no, man, great to see you. Excited about tonight, and we got a lot of good things going on. And, you know, I've been watching roster cuts closely as, you know, the defending Fantasy Nation rankings champion of the world is preparing for rankings. I got 10 days to get my rankings in. And, uh, you know, JB and Mitch, I'm cutting ties with these ocean bottom players that are, are, are getting cut right now. It's, it's confirming their fantasy doom. I got to go through my rosters tomorrow because I know there's a lot of players. It's going to have the FA next to the name. I'm like, well, got to cut them. All right, Mitch, what's up, buddy? I'm just happy you made it because we were two minutes away. If you didn't text me back in two minutes, we were going live. I changed the overlay. We were ready to go without John this week. It wouldn't have been a good show, but you know we're willing to wing it for a little bit. Yeah, we're talking about cuts. We're talking about cuts off the, the fantasy rosters. What about <laughs> cuts with Manscaped? Do. What about cuts with Manscaped? Not cutting ourselves. What is it? Code Theory 20, 20% off, free shipping, free international shipping. Uh, the lawnmower, guys. The lawnmower 4.0. You can tell how rattled I am. Again, I that's my word tonight. I, I don't have anything up in front of me. I'd exit out, jump on. I... I am sweating a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I did the bike before that and then went right into, into this. But they still but, man, they still manscaped your backdrop. Didn't we get what, what, when are we redecorating? When are we, you know, you, you may, maybe you're waiting for the start of the NFL season. That's what it is. You're going big. Yeah, that's it. That's okay. it. That's it. Well, anyway, manscaped 20% off code theory 20 helps us out. Like Mitch said, he was begging last week. Use the code. Let us know. We'll give you September for free in the Patreon. Uh, a lot of great content, but also get some great merchandise there. And they have other things other than, you know, trimmers for below the belt. A lot of good things. All right, guys. Hot takes. This is this is out of this was actually a really difficult show for me to put together anything because my takes are all sound and reasonable. Something like that. I don't yeah. I, I genuinely I was in, like, in his mind, Mitch. In his mind. I was like, I don't think I really have any hot takes here. So Mitch, start us off because and and what was the over under the guys gave us in the Discord? Seven minutes, something like Seven that. Seven minutes. That I would get riled up with you guys, and the blood pressure is already good, off the charts. Good thing, good thing Mitch is going first. Maybe That's we got a right. chance to make seven right. minutes. No, no. All right, Mitch. So Mitch, give us a hot take for the. I was going to go with someone else first, but now, now knowing that I have a time limit here, I need to go with. I'm gonna go with Brevin Jordan ends up as a top 10 <laughs> tight end this year this year points per game he is going to be the tight end that is the Tyler Higby of next offseason everyone's going to be wondering like well how high should we be taking him you really shouldn't take him this is going to be like a fluky year but this is the year he outscores Irv Smith Mike Kosicki 
Cole Komet, everyone's a little favorite darling tight ends who aren't probably really good at football. Um, he's going to beat all of them this year. He's going to get six to seven touchdowns, and he's going to end up as tight end 10 on the year. I'm going to tell you, guys, this is fantastic. I'm glad we started the show with this because work was rough today. I needed a good laugh. I, I genuinely did. Wow. I needed a good laugh. This dude's not going to be top 24. And for the listeners, for, for everybody watching live, listening back on the feed, wherever you're listening, uh, across the globe, I didn't know who these guys were talking about. They didn't know who we, we don't, we didn't know. So Brevin Jordan being brought to the table here. It is a little comical for me. The guy that couldn't even necessarily beat out Pharaoh Brown quite yet as a rookie tight end. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm saying throughout this off season, the off season's over. Now the season starting his top 10 season in fantasy is starting in 15 days. 12 listen, days? I don't know. Listen, I wouldn't the, say he didn't not beat out Pharaoh Brown. The, there was a little the, the, early the Pharaoh conversation is limit, there. The Pharaoh is going to limit his opportunity, okay? But I genuinely, you know, when we get past that top 12, it's all fairly close together. But top 10? Top 10. I, I don't know what they're... You've been hanging out with Aaron Rodgers, I think, and... After know. Dawson Knox, soon we'll be saying Brevin Jordan. We should have known. Mitch Listen, if so. I, I know there's some hype on Twitter and I love it because if I can cash out even in two PPR leagues, and I want to put the dynasty spin on this, of course, but if there is that hype and I believe there is because people believe there's going to be that opportunity. If I can move off of him, I keep talking about that early second I'm targeting a team and typically the teams that will invest in him are the teams that aren't going to do well because their managers are moving their early seconds. Okay. So if okay. I can get that 201, 202, 203, even in two PPR, I'm moving off of Brevin Jordan. And I have shares, so it's not like I'm one of those people that just, oh, I don't have him. I can say whatever I want. I do have shares of him. So if anybody's interested in acquiring them, you know my price point. Come and knock on my door. Dan, where are you? Because I maybe you're in the middle. Hopefully you don't agree. This is good Mitch. timing. No, no. John, Mitch and I had a few extra minutes before the show, as you, as you know. Waiting. I thought you were going to say a few extra drinks. I was going to say, it sounds like you did. Maybe a little bit of that, too, especially after you get my hot take as well. But Mitch and I had a little time to talk. And as you mentioned, we didn't see any of our hot takes. So none of us had any idea until we hopped on the stream tonight. But in waiting, Mitch and I compared hot takes. And I think they, they complimented each other tonight for some very good conversation. So if I can entertain you jb with my hot take and then maybe we could compare with mitch's hot take i think we've got a really good conversation going here in a deep dive into the tight end position because although i'm a little more realistic than mitch i'm not coming here with a hot take of top 10 but i am saying top 15 tommy tremble and i know you've heard this Jesus. before jb but but I, I loaded up with some facts tonight for you john all right because tremble starting with thomas out and i know you're an analytic guy all right so i'm not starting with the film stuff tonight but with Ian Thomas out, he ran snaps. Look at that analytic shirt. Thank you, Will. It's great. He ran routes on 16 of 21 snaps. That's 73% route participation, John. This sounds like your language that I'm talking here right now. Baker, we know, utilizes in the tight end. So we've got a track record with Baker and tight ends. He has said himself that Tremble has impressed him. All right? So he's, he's caught Baker Mayfield's eye. Calls him unique because he is unique. Coach Rule, says, to describe him. coach Rule says the sky is the limit. So you've got now your quarterback and your head coach endorsing you. 
He's got Coach Dan's stamp of approval because he could block, man. He's not going to come off the field for that reason. And he's a Pete Bomarito approved from the industry leader in sports performance as one of his top performers last year. This guy's a freak athlete. He's nasty. He can play. He's starting. He's going to be out there on the routes. Carolina needs him. And when you look at the guys, Mitch, Mitch mentioned some of them. And that's where I'll give Mitch some credit. Like if you're a Bre Brevin Jordan guy or you're a Tommy Tremble guy, and I'm sure you could probably pick one or two guys maybe in that tier, someone's going to surprise. And, and you, you can't say you'd be shocked if they beat out Mike Gusecki or Gerald Everett or old Zach Ertz or Albert O doesn't pan out. No, I would be like, very surprised if Tommy Tremble beats out any of those guys. And I said out, beats out any of those guys. He could outscore those guys. I see that path, that opportunity. He's durable. He's strong. He's in great shape. He's young. Tommy Tremble, top 15 fantasy he, tight end. Any Anything could happen, Dan. And this is where you This is a hot take show, John. This is a hot take show. I know, but I want to bring some some reason and, and sound thoughts here. Like, like top, you could have said top 24 and that would have been hot enough for Tremble. This is scorched earth hot. Like, <laughs> like you're talking about a guy that, like, we... we I, you I make you I, make it sound like he's in year seven and there's no hope. He had a good career at Notre Dame. Yes, they didn't utilize him as much as they potentially could have in the passing game. But and he I'm had sure some we have all these there. I'm sure we have all these excuses lined up as to why. This, his head coach said the sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Baker Again, says he's what, impressive. What, impressive. What, are the, what what do you think the coach is going to say? This dude's a crap bag. Like, what do you what? Do you hear him say the sky's the limit for many other tight ends in the National Football League? Do you hear him saying that about Terrence Marshall? Do you hear no? Do you hear him saying Coach that about Roll, Shai Smith? Out of the no. After the, the dude is. I'll give is, you that. that. He's on the hot seat. Mitch wants to say something. What do you got, Mitch? There's no, I was our, just. Hope I'm just takes, sad that Mitch. Tommy Tremble has a limit because unlike that, Lovey Smith came out and said, Brevin Jordan, there is no limit. So not even the sky is the <laughs> more limit. coach praise, more coach praise, <laughs> even though that was like a backhanded insult to my Tommy tremble there, there, there was a point in there to be taken JB, either of these tight ends could crack top 15. Mitch is on something top 10, but top 15, either of them, I, I think you get in there. All right. Well, I need to pose this to the, to the folks in the chat. <laughs> Which of those is more likely, in your opinion? Because I oh, think that's easy. That's oh, that's great. easy. And, it's it's Brevin Jordan. We know that. No one. There's hate on Tommy Tremble, John, and you know it. There's hate on him. I don't know. There's there's indifference on him. Nobody hates him. No one even brings him up. That that's not this, hate. This, this, disrespect. Disrespect. All right, Rodney Dangerfield over there. So what which is more likely? Brevin Jordan is a top 10 tight end on a per game basis. That's option A. Yep. Option B, Tommy Tremble is a top 15 tight end on a per game basis. Or C, get both <laughs> these guys to the loony bin. I I sure hope you have some good hot takes, John. That's what I'm hoping here. I'm gonna be honest. I had three myself, and two of them I deleted because then I was looking at like, like, do you want to hear what my one hot take was? And then I realized it wasn't even that okay. hot based off where other people might have them. It's not even a lukewarm take. Joe Burrow wouldn't be a top 12 quarterback this year. Like, I don't. It's hot because everybody's on him. Is yeah. that even mild, though? I think that's fair. 
It's mild. Okay. Definitely mild. I would count that as a hot take, to be honest. It's like yeah. a Pika de Gaia take. Yeah. It's not even... I mean, it's almost as bland as your background is tonight, but, you know, it, it's bland. okay. Listen, but I would say I wrote that one down. I thought of it. I wrote it down. I didn't want to forget it for later in the show, so I want to make sure to throw that, that out good. there. Thank you. But Burrow's top five for me. So you, wait, out wait, of the wait, top wait, 12 wait, would wait. be devastating. You wrote down bland like my background? Is that... Sure did. I would have forgot it otherwise. <laughs> adding the high quality content here uh okay so I, I can't even look at my tears for tommy tremble because he is not on my tears because wow. I that's, the, go, that's the point disrespect i only go 34 tight ends deep challenge all right that. that's ridiculous but looking at brevin jordan right now i i have him i'm gonna take evan ingram over him i'm gonna take gerald everett i'm gonna take hayden hurst and I'm even going to take Isaiah Likely. Even in Baltimore with Mark Andrews, I'm going to take all of them over Brevin Jordan. I'm not taking so, Likely over. Now, Mitch, yep. is it fair to say you're taking Brevin over all of them? If if you, you no, see... No, am I taking them? No, this is my hot take. This but is, you would have to see I that as a... Brevin on my team right now, right? Okay. Am I going to be moving him for a mid-second? You know? I probably wouldn't right now. I'm willing to uh, stand no, by that hot take. No, wait. Do you say you would or wouldn't? I would okay. if he's on my team already. But I'm not willing to go out and give up early seconds for him because that's just a bad process. Yeah, and that's almost unfair, John. Like Mitch and I aren't foolish. We're not going to overpay or we're not dr- drafting him there. But when I could get Tommy Tremble at the end of the draft, I'm leaping. I have no risk whatsoever. No risk. Now, can- can we specify for our listeners? So, and, and I think everybody gets this if you've listened to us before, but almost all of our leagues at least are 1.5 PPR for tight ends. Yes. Yep. Most, 100%. most are two. Uh, we have some 1.75 sprinkled in. We have some where you have to start two. So, if, if you're listening and you're like, man, they're talking about Tommy Tremble, I'm in a 10 team <laughs> dynasty league, just PPR. Look, I have some hotter takes coming. I just knew Brevin Jordan would get you in and get you going under the eight minute timelet that we, you know that was set yeah, this That was all for you, those first ones, John. The yeah. real hot takes are coming up, but they, that was like the JB Sizzlers. Wait, now oh now that's a bet better season. Brevin Jordan or Isaiah likely. Brevin Jordan. Mitch, you and I need to come up with some bet. Uh I'm I'm not shaving my head. All right. Uh if I lose. Well, I wouldn't lose though. That's the thing. I wouldn't lose. Okay. Okay. John's so overconfident. Just... It's like such a good bet to take. You know, it's a great bet. You know what? We should let the the patrons pick a punishment for the loser. How about they pick a charity? We'll donate to a charity. Yeah, those are that my too. favorite ones. Listen, yeah, that's great too. All right, but I need something <laughs> to embarrass Mitch as well when he's wrong. Okay, okay. So yeah, a charity bet. That's that's all okay. great. You know, we love charity, but I want to embarrass you too, Mitch. Good luck. Wow. Mitch, the right. odds of you losing It'll this one are. It'll end up like that race, but it's cool. My my, my <laughs> knee wasn't my knee wasn't when, right. When are you going to show that to, to our viewers, man? Like that race was classic YouTube. for or those that don't know. Twitter, and can't, we did throw it put it in yeah, Twitter. We, it, we I think we Twitter. need to break it down one episode though, and just show no. the, the great Canton race of all time. Oh man, I, I'm still finishing the race. Mitch, give us another hot yeah. take. You know, and I I I told you guys, hey, real hot take. Let, I said let's do hot takes this week. And you bring hot takes. Now I'm yelling you for, at you for it. So I kind of feel bad, but this is my favorite show we do each year. Like I, know, I love I this know. show. But okay, so Najee Harris is gonna finish 
outside the top 12 running backs on a point per game, but he will end up as like a borderline top 11, top 12 guy season long because he's going to stay healthy. He's going to get the targets, but that offense is going to be so bad. He's not going to get the touchdowns that propels his points per game high enough to stay in the top 12. Thank God you didn't lead with this one because I have him at running back 11 for the season. Uh, so I, I, I know it's that I do think it's a hot take though, but I think, well, I think it is, but I, maybe you and I don't necessarily disagree. You just came off far louder in the conversation in the chat on Sunday. I think that might be it. Cause so, I was ready to throw my phone against the wall when you started talking. I was just going to say real quick last year, he finished his RB eight, right? It was only 0.5 points away. So half a point a game away from being running back 13 last year. And I think that offense is going to be worse this year. Here's my only thing. I think we're going to see so many dump offs. I really do. We saw the, the way uh, in the, the preseason game, the way he was utilized, he was, he was blocking, releasing, he got the dump offs. uh, And I think it's going to be a necessity. Like I could see a lot of, especially in full PPR, like a reception that nets you 1.3 points because it's only three yards. Like I I could see a lot of that, but then it's the durability. uh, Even though he was fairly durable last year coming off the slight list, Frank strain, I believe that was it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, I, I, I still think from a dynasty perspective, if he were to finish 12, 13, 14, I still think his value is fairly stable. I think a year from now, the Steelers will fix that offensive line. I think that's next for them if they don't improve it somehow this year, but it's bad. Those two comments. So first of all, Mitch, when you lose the Brevin Jordan bet, you got to perform a dance in front of the Southern exposure (laughs) billboard. (laughs) The discord knows what that's about. And then Kyle says, lukewarm this isn't this isn't even this isn't even a pika de gallo take i thought it was no i, I mean he's you have the right as like a top four dynasty back i really think if he ends up being running back 12 he's not going to be in the top eight next year and that is a big difference as far as it how is. running backs go it is would you rather have Najee harris now or joe mixon that's the difference next year Najee Harris. Well, I realize this, but I'm saying when Najee Harris is Joe Mixon next year, it's probably going to be talked about a little bit different. They are the I don't know. Age. For me, for me, it comes down to, because we know the offensive line is not going to be great this season. And that that's a very nice way to phrase it. But I do think he's going to see heavy involvement. I'm not saying he's going to get those 13, 14 reception games. Uh, there was the one game this past season where he had it. But I do think we see that nice that nice usage from a passing perspective, whether it's Trubisky or Pickett, but Dan, you are, you know, I don't, I don't want to say you're a, a Steelers guy by any means, but it seems like you, you liked James Connor. I think you like Najee. Do you think he outperforms that running back 12 number? And again, th- th- this is kind of lukewarm. It's kind of lukewarm. This is one of those where we, you know, we were in the Scott fishbowl and I passed up Jamar Chase to get Najee in the set, late second round could that value the position of the of the running back um and I'm questioning it now after diving into the O lines as I mentioned in the previous episode where 
even though I started him as he was like number four in my RB rankings after going through the O-lines, I could not confidently draft him as my fourth running back in, in, in that first tier. So, you know, if I'm in a draft after Taylor, after McCaffrey, after Eckler, I'd rather a wide receiver at this point and take whatever running back comes later on. Maybe it's Najee, um, you know, getting him later. So I think to your point, JB, next year, he's going to be fine no matter how this year shakes out because he's their guy. He's their workhorse. He's going to get volume. We love volume. He's going to get receptions. We love receptions in these, these point PPR, these PPR leagues, but there could be a struggle there that Mitch is mentioning. And I do worry about durability because what they're asking him to do is a lot. Because there's really, I am I'm concerned with running backs they have behind them. And their O line is one of the, if not the worst in the league, pretty close. Yeah. It does come down like we want volume and we're going to get that. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm able to pinpoint, all right, this guy might only get 10 touches this week. But, you know, based on this, that, or the other, well, then that's a week that I feel comfortable starting him. If you have Najee Harris, you feel comfortable starting him week in and week out because you know that volume is going to be there whether it's on the ground or in the passing game and even from the short-term perspective I know tying it into dynasty there probably will be some buy opportunities if you want to I have them like I have them with Swift and McCaffrey behind Taylor I don't want to say just behind but behind Taylor we could see struggles from you know, Javante Williams at times this year, Brees Hall, certainly. I don't know how we're going to get eight guys to pass him from a dynasty perspective. Here, here's one more question, JB, that worries me is the Steelers could be in a situation like the Cowboys who have some big time O-line struggles right now and some receiver questions in Dallas. Pittsburgh also has a quarterback question. You know, Mitch Trubisky is going to start week one. It's a concern. I think we're all optimistic on Kenny Pickett, but he's still a rookie. So if you got no line and quarterback questions, those talented receivers, I mean, how much are they going to help move that offense? Pittsburgh could be a team that's going to play with defense and try to grind it out, and maybe that's good for Najee, but it might not translate into a lot of points. Now, if we do have that concern, which is it is reason, at least I'm I, I I'm right there with you, Mitch. Like I'm kind of disagreeing, but we're coming to the same okay. endpoint, the same result. If you do have that concern, and I've been finding it quite challenging in my leagues to like, if there's a league that I have like five running backs, I feel comfortable with. I'm trying to move one for a wide receiver, tight end, whatever the situation may be, or package them up. People aren't looking to pay for running backs. And we've talked about that yep. because a lot of the situations, we don't really know how it's going to shake out. There's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of committees heading into this year. But one thing you might be able to do, let's say Dan, well, I was going to say, let's say he has CD lamb. Dan's not going to move CD lamb if he has him. but let's say, let's say Mitch, you have T Higgins okay. and you're just a random manager in the league. And I have Najee Harris and you are not feeling that comfortable at running back, but you're a contender. And I know the way you operate. Okay. Maybe that's a situation cross positionally that would make sense. Again, you're not Mitch in this situation. You're random. See, but I would accept that trade because I am Mitch. So if I get that from T. Higgins, man, I would like Najee there. <laughs> Wait, so you would like Najee there? Yeah, it's just because I don't have Higgins. That high. <laughs> oh, I love T. I, I know, love I T. Yeah, you and I, we've had, I mean, we had disagreements on him Going in back. our co-manage leagues during those rookie drafts. Mm -hmm. Like I had to beg and plead, like Mitch, can we please take him here? Can we please? But you just did it anyways. But yeah. Yeah. 
that just kind of happens. All right, Dan. Like the hot takes, guys. Hot. I'll spice it up here, JB. I'll spice it up for us. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's get spicy. No, I, I told you, Mitch and I were complimenting each other. So we're we're gonna stay in the in the running back realm here. Wait, but- really, really quick. I don't know why I thought this is so funny. But if Dan jumped in, he's like, All right, now this hot take. Tommy trembles atop eight tight end. <laughs> like and he just kept that going. Was pretty good. <laughs> I was really I don't know why. That's not even funny. I'm I'm cracking up over here. All good. All good. I, you know, I was trying to think of a way, JB, where they could stretch the rules tonight because he, John, you remember, Mitch was pretty adamant that we can only give three hot takes because we normally list like a multitude of players. So mm-hmm. I followed Mitch's guidance, only three, three, uh, three hot takes, but I had a stretch it somewhere, JB. So I'm giving a, an RB daily double here, two for the price of one hot take. Okay. And I'm going to say CEH is top 15 no. and Mike, Michael Carter is top 24 and outscores Brees Hall this season. And here's why. So CEH has been in the cluster of backs I've been going back and forth with on my rankings all offseason. Okay, in that like 2024 range. But between the offseason reports, which have not been anything negative towards CEH, his current health is is really good. Kansas City loses Tyreek Hill, gets rid of Daryl Williams, Rojo's meh, Pacheco's unproven, the O-line is elite. It's a contract year. I really believe this is his time, unlike the greater concern I have for guys at that point in the rankings, the Josh Jacobs, the Miles Sanders, the J.K. Dobbins, the the David Montgomery. I really think there is a path here. He's going to get a lot of touchdowns, I think, this year. He's going to get catches, and he's going to get the volume of the run game work. Even though it's a pass-heavy offense, there's no Tyreek Hill, okay? So that's one. Can I give you my Michael Carter staff first, and then you you could dive into both? No, 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 okay. no. no. I, so we're we're going to start with CEH. Go ahead. Listen, so you, you, he's going to get a lot of touchdowns. All of a sudden, you think his role is going to transition in this offense to that guy that's getting the touches inside the five? Nah, I don't think so. But, John, there was a time where Andy Reid says if he would just hit the hole, just do what we're telling him to do, he would score touchdowns. It's there for him. Okay, so he had his rookie growing pains. Then he had his health issues. But they're, they want him to succeed in that role. They want him to do well in that role. So I think there is a path for him to do that. I think he's going to get the most volume out of a, a very weak backfield behind him. And you failed to mention Jarek McKinnon, who's going to steal value touches mm-hmm. in the passing game. You failed to mention him. They didn't play McKinnon until like week 16 last year. So they don't want they want CEH out there. They want him doing well. And again, it is his contract year. All the things that point to a running back having a good season are there for him. Now, John, I'm not saying he's top 12. My hot take was top. You got me all flustered. Top 15. Top 15. It's not a contract year for CEH. Yes, it is, isn't it? He's it's due year for, three. It's year three. He's got to be asking for a contract. So he's got something to prove. He's going to be year. asking for a contract. Where, where is, because, are you sure it's year three? Is it really year three? Yeah, he's only been in the league two years. This I feel like he's been. Hey, they could franchise. Yeah, they could give him the fifth year tag. No big deal. He hasn't even hit his prime yet. His best years are ahead. He's a still young. He's healthy. He's got an elite O line. Tyreek Hill's gone. I'm telling you. L- listen, if he is utilized here, let's say to pivot, who is mm-hmm. getting the touches inside the five with their roster? Ronald Jones fills that role a heck of a lot better than Ceh does. Ronald Jones thinks. And he still would outperform from an inside the five basis. He was talked about getting cut this preseason. And he's still there. 
He's it's, barely. It's like, you, it's like you two. I've been trying to get rid of you for three and a half years, and I can't. You're he's the Ronald right Jones of podcasting. He's, and, he's hanging know, by a thread, Ronald Jones. You can't tell me you like Ronald Jones. I mean, this isn't a do I like Ronald Jones. It's a. I was what's the, simply. What's the, I, what's the difference was, with the guys he's competing with in the rankings, John? That he can't be top fifteen. I mean, there's questions around all of those guys. I just there think are, there's let a better situation for CEH than the other guys in that that ranking range. There are questions around all of these guys, but unless those things in CEH's game and the way he's used are changed, he's not going to get up there to the top 15. This is so his first it, healthy camp right now. He's healthy for the first time. He had that surgery he, last year in the beginning of the year. Yeah, 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 trust me, we've we've heard that. Our our, man, our guy Kev, but it all heard... adds up. Where's Kev when I need him? Kev, he, he's in the chat. See, Kev, come on, back me up here. Need a Ceh truther. I'm not even a Ceh guy. That should tell you something. Like I have, I have had zero Ceh until this year, where I could get him at a value. And I have that, that he has been a very reasonable price. But again, I'm just here to play devil's advocate with with the the fire around me. Hot takes. All right. Is it at least hot? Tell me it's at least hot. Give me that much. I think it, it's uh, on a scale of one to ten, like a seven and a half. All right, seven and a half. That's I, I can live with a seven and a half. I think you're harsh, but you're, you're a tough critic. That's fair. You're like the Simon Cowell of Dynasty talk shows, so that's all right. That's I all right. need I need the deep V if I'm going to do that. <laughs> Next <laughs> week on Dynasty Theory, <laughs> nobody's going to tune in. All right, uh, on a per game basis, is DK Metcalf's not going to be a top thirty wide receiver? What about my Michael Carter stats? Hold on. Why, why, why are you skipping my Michael Carter stats? <laughs> I, I actually the, don't hate that one. That, that's kind of hot, but I like it. Michael Carter, also Pete Bomarito approved from that great training camp. Him and Tremble were just stellar studs. I mean, again, tip-top athletes, conditioning's no concern. Great rookie campaign. Still have concerns about Wilson a bit in the passing game. Tevin Coleman gets cut. Michael Pirine gets cut. Um, he runs well. He creates yards. The O-line's better. Catches great. He can block. And someone might even say he plays defense also I'm hearing these days. So I'm, I'm really digging Michael Carter, guys. You know, I was on him before the, the Brees Hall signing. It just might not be Brees Hall's time yet. I the, the, don't hate that one. I still do believe Brees Hall outperforms Michael Carter, but I could see it playing out. There is a scenario, I think, that that could be a little bit, it could be realistic. I think it could be. Mitch, what are your thoughts on that one? I don't mind it. It's I think it's fair, but kind of hot takey. It was kind of like my Najee one to where like everyone could kind of buy into it. So they're like, you know, kind of okay with that, but I'm definitely not ever gonna trade for him to get him on my teams, really. You know, so that's kind of where I'm at on that one. I, again, just just to reiterate, I I have Brees Hall as a running back twenty this year. Michael Carter about five points per game below him, but it would not shock me to see that certainly get a little bit closer. Yeah. But if we're looking at that from a Michael Carter perspective and he would end up being 24 in this scenario, Brees Hall's value takes a massive hit because there's no way he finishes close to that. This offense is not going to support two top 30 guys. Mm -hmm. So in this, in this scenario, you would have to see Brees Hall as a guy that you're looking to move, but you have acquired Michael Carter, Dan. Do you remember offhand what any of those trades looked like? 
I've traded for him at all different points in time. You know, this year, uh, you know, it's, whether it's second in a player, third in a, you know, some combination of draft picks. Um, you know, I gave up too much a little bit before they drafted Brees Hall. But, you know, I've mentioned in past shows, I think, I think the interesting piece for me, JB, to watch is you mentioned this not being the offense that could support two top 30 backs. And you're probably right based on what we know now. But that could change. Maybe it might take another year. You know, I, I'm just concerned that, you know, Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco leading it and, and the O-line with, you know, Beckton getting hurt, maybe not being all the way there. But they did make a, you know, a big splash replacing the left tackle with I think it was Dwayne Brown. Um, so there's a lot of weapons on that offense. There is a path to, to the Jets potentially having two top 30 backs. They just they haven't done it yet. They've got to prove it. But there, there's a lot of talent on that team. So there is there's even a path to that. That might be a hot take, John. What both Bo- both of them top top thirty? Maybe that's I, I should have took that. JP, see if you just talked to me before the show. That might have been my hot take. Both being uh, flex plays there. All right, uh, mm-hmm. DK Metcalf, uh, I, not being a top thirty wide receiver on a per game basis, and I know a lot of people, and we've talked about this in the Discord. Well, if you look at the splits with and without Geno, it really isn't that bad. Well, it was what three games? One of them he was off the charts and the other two kind of lackluster. And here's the thing with DK Metcalf looking at the position, let's say like you hear wide receiver 30 for a guy like DK Metcalf. And you're like, Oh, if he finishes wide receiver 30, that's awful. That's still 13 and a half points per game. So yeah, you're going to have some of those spike weeks. You're going to have some of those weeks that are, like I said, lackluster, but really, it is that minimal difference. And Mitch, I know you're you're snickering over there. I'm not quite sure why. But I think this is going to present an amazing opportunity to acquire DK Metcalf. It- and Mitch and I actually just did a swap. And I think it was more of an experiment type thing for Mitch. He said, bit. hey, I'm going out. I'm going to try to make this. And it kind of worked out. We swapped DK Metcalf and DJ Moore. And I have them in the same tier. I think the range of outcomes in 2022 specifically is that gap between ceiling and floor is smaller for DJ Moore, and there's it's more drastic for DK Metcalf. But we all know how these guys and the values are going to change. Geno Smith and Drew Locke aren't going to be the quarterbacks there in 2023. So, well, I mean, we hope, we think. They better we always. Be. This is a good one. Is this the one hot take you did not delete by any by any chance? Because I like this. I one. still have my other one too, which huh. is kind of interesting. Eh. But yeah, th- this is the one. So again, if you hear wide receiver thirty, and you're you're it's week four, week five, even if you are contending, I would explore opportunities to go out and acquire DK Metcalf. And this is coming from somebody that has pretty much always hated him at cost, always. But now. I think we're starting to see that shift a little bit. And if he's getting you in 13 points per game, that's not, oh my God. Yeah. Like that. Let's go. I'm so excited. It's just kind of, eh. but you know, it, it's a hot take. Cause like, even though I will not draft him here, I just refuse to adjust my spreadsheet to not have DK Metcalf in the outside the top 12. Like I just know he's an elite receiver, but he's with Gino or lock. It doesn't matter. Seattle's team is just terrible. I think. Um, I'm greatly concerned about that. And when you say top 30 and I go look down in my rankings, you know, when you get to that push in that 30 range, they're my guys that 
could have breakout seasons. Like, I think they're going to have good seasons. You know, like the Rashad Batemans, the Brandon Ayukes, the Elijah Moores. Like, they're exciting guys that I want to draft. So you're, you're pushing Metcalf down to that tier that's questionable. I could see him sliding there, but, oh, I hate to think about it because he's such a great player. I'm seeing these trades that our guys are dropping in the chat. Uh, AJ got Metcalf in a third for Dobbins in a second earlier in the offseason. I love that. I think that's a safe play. Yeah, uh, it, it's a low risk play because even if Metcalf, let's say Metcalf goes out and he's wide receiver 48 on a per game basis, he's going to have that excuse, right? He's And then if they get Young or Stroud next year, or maybe something happens with a vet, he's going to have that excuse. So it's almost as if this season didn't even happen then. And if he does surprise, he pleasantly surprised and gets top 12, top 18 with Geno Smith throughout the entire season or Drew Locke if he steps in. That's just a you know extra bonus. Now, for the record, projections, I have DK Metcalf at wide receiver 32. See, so it's like it's that like was one my ex- question, John. Are your projections hot takes? If you're saying Metcalf's gonna be below wide receiver 30, but your projection comes in at 32, are the projections hot takes? They shouldn't be hot takes, but I think some people, I'm looking right into the camera for this one, I think some people would view it as a hot take. But it's completely reasonable. This is, the projections, they are, it's not best case scenario, it's not worst case scenario, it's that middle range, and it's reasonable outcomes. And I think wide receiver 32 for DK Metcalf this year is a reasonable outcome, but again, if the opportunity then presents itself, bye, bye, bye. We're going to call him in sync, even though that's bye, 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 but we're going to bye, bye, bye. Right. Dan's like, I don't know. What is this music? What are we, can we talk <laughs> about Frank? This what, can we talk I, about Frank Sinatra? Or, no, uh, I, I already was exposed to one boy band this summer for the wife. So I, it's, it's in my head. That's, that's fine. Who, who was it? What did I, who did I say? I saw it, man. It's just bad. I remember the, uh, the blue bloods guy, Wahlberg, Donnie Wahlberg. It was a, and Oh, uh, new kids on the block. New, yeah, yeah, I saw the new kids on the block in concert. Yeah, uh, there's nothing not, wrong with that. I'm, I'm, I'm not proud of that, but it, but it was it did turn oh. out. We're, we're driving home, and the wife's like, t- looks at me with that look. She's like, you had a good time, didn't you? I, I, I had to say yes. It was like Salt and Pepper and En Vogue, and it was like this Rick Astley. It was a big <sighs> '80s thing, and they're up there, and they're like late, early '60s uh, En Vogue and Salt and Pepper, or whatever. They, they, they were good. They were good. Hey, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I would voluntarily go to that concert. So Dan's trying to act like a tough guy. Like, it, was yeah, a bur- it was a birthday gift. I had a, the, she couldn't celebrate her 40th during the COVID. So it was like a late, let's go out and do a concert. But anyway, nope. don't be ashamed. Nothing wrong with that. All right, Mitch, what do you got? All right, three. Is, this your, go. is this your last one? This is my last one. We're on number three, each of us. So last one has been adjusted since I talked to Dan because <laughs> I wasn't coming in hot enough. So I am now no San Francisco running back finish the season as a running back three or higher points per game wise, which would mean going into next season, every single one of them is going to be replaced by whoever the 49ers draft in the third round, who ends up not being a good running back. But the whole talk all off season will be that third round running back is going to overtake all of these guys. This I, I, if Elijah Mitchell is healthy and it's all about that, the, the workload for him, I mean, 
we haven't had glowing reports really. I mean, I, I know I, there's been some positive blurbs. I saw one Trey Sermon could be the running back too. I think that was Roto World or whatever it's called, NBC. Uh, edge. But I honestly, if Elijah Mitchell goes down, Jeff Wilson, I, I hate He's using the, the term. I hate using the term league winner. But if if Elijah Mitchell goes down. Jeff Wilson is going to give you very usable weeks. And somebody in the discord reached out to me and said, JB, you know, I'm bored. Give me somebody to go buy. And I gave three names. One of them actually was Jeff Wilson. And then the son of a went out in one of our leagues. I didn't realize he was on waivers and he got him for free. It was Roy and it was a sleeper <laughs> league. And I, I keep forgetting to put claims in, in, in the sleeper leagues. I keep forgetting. I'm like, Oh my God. So I go out and tell him, go, go buy Jeff Wilson, like get him as a throw in. And he gets him off of waivers. I think it was for $0 in, in a league that I'm in. Uh, but if they're all healthy, I still think Elijah Mitchell's on that border of a running back two, running back three per game. But this offense is going to look so different with Trey Lance at the helm. And we kind of have an expectation of what that's going to look like. But is he going to steal? We talked about those value touches for CEH. We talked about those value touches for, you know, pretty much every running back. But inside the five, does Trey Lance steal a lot of those opportunities? And that's going to be big for Mitchell, even though, surprisingly, I, I don't have the number in front of me, but I don't think he was that heavily utilized in that area of the field last year and still was quite productive. But is Lance going to target the running backs? Is Mitchell going to be healthy? They're all big question marks. And I don't know what I don't know what report to read because my boy Trey Sermon seems to not be dead these days. I know so, some some say he looks great. He could be their RB two. He could be their guy eventually. Some say he looked terrible this preseason. I don't know what to believe. You know, I know he had an ankle injury the one week in the preseason, and then bounced back, and then I think finished pretty strong. Uh, we know Coach said he's yoked. You know, I like that guy's. You know, again, he's he's in shape. He's yoked. Um, you know, I liked him coming out. So we'll see. You did. Yeah, I definitely see Mitch where he's going with that one. How about like from a the potential opportunity for TDP in drafts? Like people were taking him late second. Yeah, he is kind of like I know Jamichael Hasty was released, but TDP it looks like he might be the running back four. I like that kid too. Yeah, I think he'll be in active game days. To be honest, I don't think he'll be active at all. I mean, no yeah. one on that team has proven to stay healthy. All three of those running backs. So TDB could come out of nowhere at any time this and, year. And then Mason, Ma- Mason made that roster. They have five rosters or five rosters. Holy cow! They have two hundred and lots of rosters. They have two hundred and sixty-five players right now. <laughs> no, they have five running backs in that roster. And then you look at Green Bay, who's keeping two right now. Like it's great. And then you have Dallas, who has one quarterback. Even though I think <sighs> losing Ben DiNucci, that's addition by subtraction. I think. I just okay. wish Ben good luck. Uh, but I. I don't hate that take. I mean, did you say, say per, not top 36? Did you say per game? Or are we saying? No. I'll go per, per game because finishes a season like was brought up in the chat. They're all injured anyway. So none of them will. I will yeah. say points per game. Like it's something about San Fran, like the running backs. Do you remember whenever 
McKinnon went to San Francisco, mm-hmm. he was going. I oh, that was nuts. Late yeah. third, early fourth in Superflex yep. startups. Like his value just completely launched into the stratosphere. Hot take: Garapp- Garoppolo finishes higher than Liz. Ooh. Now, now Nick came in and said, "I I'm just gonna drop <laughs> bombs here." All yeah, right, I'm gonna steal that one. I don't believe it, but I want to steal it because it's a hot take. <laughs> yeah, really quick, it's hot, that's for sure. We have a few minutes here. Um, wait, is there hard knocks tonight? Yeah, but you're good. You're all right. Because I, I don't I don't watch it. So yeah. uh does the Jimmy Garoppolo situation, I think people are really reading into it too much and they want to overreact. I've traded Trey Lance away. I traded one share to Mitch. So it's it would be easy for me to say, oh, I've I've one share, I have two shares. I, you know, th- this is awful for Trey Lance, but I think it's BS to be honest with you. I think it made sense for Garoppolo, it made sense for the 49ers. Now they they he could waive that trade clause. We talked about that in the Discord. And if a contender loses their quarterback, Garoppolo could come in, you know, and the 49ers do get something as opposed to just cutting him. But Mitch, you kind of made a face. Do you think there's anything to this? So you do, don't here's you? how I read it. Because there, oh, there is how I read it. There is something to this, JB. The the 49ers told Garoppolo pretty much not to show up for off-season workouts. He was right. injured. They said there's no reason to show up. Don't even bother coming. Then they've been trying to trade him. Couldn't trade him. They announced that they're going to try to trade him. Still couldn't trade him. Then training camp happens. The whole time, everyone's like, Jimmy's going to go at some point. Jimmy's going to go at some point. We have three preseason games. Um, we have all of training camp to where the coaches was, were able to see Trey Lance. You know, there's times to where we say we need to look into what the front office is telling us. If the front office is telling us we don't want him, we don't want him, we don't want him, and then after seeing Trey Lance in preseason, maybe they're not happy with him. They're like, you know what? Maybe we want him just in case. That's, I don't know if, like, I'm not moving Trey Lance up or down based off this at all. But I do think there's something to it, to be honest, to where if Trey Lance is bad the first three games, I wouldn't be shocked to San Francisco being like, look, the NFC is terrible. It's a terrible conference. We want to make the playoffs. We could put Jimmy G in right now and we'll make the playoffs. Dan, I'm going to, I'm throwing this question to Dan. (laughs) I'm throwing this question to Dan because you bring the coaching aspect. Let's say they come out and this is, it ties in perfectly with what AJ said in the chat here. Let's say they come out and that offense struggles it's not clicking. What would it do to Trey Lance and just the team situation if they say, "Hey, we next week we're we're gonna throw Jimmy in"? I think that the whole front office should just be fired. You you waste what three first round picks? Like there's no, I don't think there's any coming back from that. The kids, the kid, he is a kid. His confidence would be shot. I know we look at these guys and we say they're professional athletes. He's a young kid. How do you come back from that? It's definitely a dangerous situation here. I I think there's obviously two quarterbacks in that same locker room and that same building right now where if things don't go well as you're talking, JB, you know the media is going to be all over this. They're going to – Kyle Shanahan's going to answer the same questions every single weekend – um, but to me, the Niners, there's a reason they're one of the least dysfunctional teams in my rankings. Cause I think Kyle Shanahan's the closest to like a Belichick that he doesn't give a crap what 
Dan, John, and Mitch are talking about the 49ers. They're going to play and do whatever it takes to win that game on Sunday. And he's a, he's a genius like play caller. And I think, hey, if they say, you know what? We're not going to cave like most teams would and just cut them and let them go to division rivals, Seattle, who wants them. They're, I know they want them. There's some good reporters out there that are saying they want him. But the Niners aren't going to just give them up to Seattle. And they're not getting what they want in a trade. So we'll just keep them. And now we've got a good problem to have because Lance did not look good that good in the preseason game. We want to win a Super Bowl because we've got a Super Bowl caliber roster. Their defense is loaded. Their O-line is strong. Their receivers are studs. Their running backs are solid. The quarterback's really the only question as long as this team stays healthy. And this is, a, you know, not to get sidetracked, but it's one of the reasons that I, I think like the Steelers are better off starting with Trubisky. Because if you go with Trubisky, you go with the veteran, and it doesn't pan out. Hey, you were a stopgap anyway. We're bringing we're bringing the kid in. But if you start Kenny Pickett and he struggles, you you can't go. And somebody made a comment in the chat. AJ said it's a Tua situation all over again, and to an extent, it, it could be very similar. Like these guys, I I know they're the you know gridiron warriors, and they're they're football players. They're tough guys. That John, mental aspect is incredibly important. John, I, I think there's an extra piece here, though, with Garoppolo. And, like, Trey Lance will even say he's been good to me. He's taught me a lot, so forth. But Jimmy Garoppolo, to Mitch's point, was, like, waited so long for surgery and was gone. And I, I think he really did piss the 49ers off. He probably ticked his agent off, too, as well, wasting so much time. And I think he hurt his own trade market. But he's a good quarterback. The, the Niners know he could take them to a Super Bowl. But they're trying to do maybe similar to the Rams. You know, Goff was a good quarterback with Detroit, but he was he can't do everything Matthew Stafford could do. He's not in that tier. So they're trying to get that jump from Garoppolo to what they're hoping to have in Lance. But if he's not ready now, they're not going to waste this roster. Do we think if – and you made a good point. Do we think if that timeline was moved up, he, he took the time out to get the surgery early, do we think he could have ended up in Carolina instead of Baker? I think he would have been moved earlier if he was yeah. healthy out of the gate and didn't waste the whole offseason. It, it's just a tough year, too, because the timing was critical. We already saw Mariota go to Atlanta. We already saw Trubisky go to Pittsburgh. Uh, some of the rookies coming, well, one of the rookies coming in, which was still Pittsburgh. But it was just a tough year for the quarterback market and teams needing a quarterback, but also being okay with what they had, uh, a la Seattle. So... You know, I, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but I do think it's an interesting conversation that kind of still plays in with the dynasty aspect, but kind of goes in a different direction as well. I agree with guys, Ryan. He, they, they still could trade him, JB. Apologize for the quick interruption, but I didn't want to switch gears. I, I think they still could potentially trade him because they know they'll get more. I said it five minutes ago. He's healthy. Ryan, Dan. We weren't listening to you, JB. No, but... nobody does. I'll be talking to Ryan off the air here too. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think about this? Is no Pittsburgh, Tennessee, or Green Bay re receiver will finish with more than 13.5 PPR points per game. And again, for context, 13.5 right around that running back 30 mark. Running wide receiver. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, you're good. You're good. No, I will disagree because of Lazard. He's going to do it. Yeah, it's no. gonna happen. Not a Lazard believer. Yeah, 
Uh, I, I don't think it's hot take. You're completely right. <laughs> I don't think it's hot takey enough, JB. You don't think it's hot takey enough? Because no. I don't have anyone from the, either of those teams in my top thirty. You don't think Deontay could slip in? Even now, I'm like disagreeing with my own take. Well, oh, I, yeah, I, I kind of I like forgot, forgot about Deontay there. But now he's got that shoulder thing going now. And I mean, I have Deontay wide receiver, receiver and, 31. So yeah. again, it's like right yeah. there. So Deontay makes it a little hot takey, but uh Lazard and Claypool will do it purely from touchdowns. Pickens, baby. He's taking Kev, Kev the eternal optimist. That the eternal optimist. It's always best case scenario. All right. Did you guys get through your yeah, I need one? I got oh, one Dan. more. I've got to get this off this my chest because it bothers me. It really, really does. I just I'm all right, nauseous, hit us, nauseous thinking about it. As, as we all know, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. My third hot take is Jalen Hurts will be the quarterback two overall. After Josh Allen, it's Jalen Hurts. Overall in the season, number two, the Philadelphia Eagles, NFC champions. I think he's got three Pro Bowl targets to throw to, an elite offensive line with depth. I believe Philadelphia, I'm, some reports I've read and getting kind of checking different beat writers, they want him to throw more. He does have solid running backs to take the, the pressure off. They've got a very good defense that's going to get off the field and put Hurts back on there. Even when he's not at his best, he's going to run. And in fantasy football, we know that's gold. Warren Sharp gives them the second easiest schedule in the National Football League. I think it's all there to be had for the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts. And I oh, hate really saying quick. that. I hate it. I want to challenge myself. Ugh. Again, I, I was so thrown off jumping on 10 minutes late tonight, but you brought up Warren Sharp. Uh, we're going to rewind like 45 minutes here with my Joe Burrow thought. Oh, no. They went from having one of the easiest schedules in terms of defensive passing efficiency uh, from Warren Shap. Shap. <laughs> from Warren Sharp's information last year to this year having one of the most difficult schedules in terms of defensive pass efficiency. Mm -hmm. So that ties into, I, I think Joe Burrow, if you could pivot off of him for another higher end quarterback, that that's where it ties in there. You're boring. But, uh, Mitch Johnny's yawning. I don't know. What I know about. we uh, just went back 45 minutes. I thought we I covered know. Burrow, but <laughs> I know yeah. uh, but no, I will say real quick, Dan, a hot ish take, but I can, if I saw that happen this year, I'd be like, yeah, I, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I, I know some of, uh, I see in the chat there that we're, there, there's prayers out for that take, but I, I hope I'm wrong being a Cowboys fan. Now, what if you tie that in with, we also get two Eagles receivers, top 24 and a top six tight end. That would be pretty spicy because be I think a lot of the value in production is predicated on the fact that Jalen Hurts is just going to run, run, run. But maybe we do see AJ Brown and Devontae Smith really surprise. And we know that Dallas Goddard, when given the opportunity, has been very solid. Yep. So, uh, and then Miles Sanders running back 319 on the year. At least, yeah. yeah. Give the, I mean, he's been out though, but man, Miles Sanders, that's just. I'm going to go do uh, some more Eagle stacks in my best ball tonight. Get one, one or two more underdogs in before this season starts. Final thoughts. I just ended that real quick because my stomach just growled. I hope oh. hope it didn't pick up on the mic. Uh, yeah, so for the 171st time, some hot takes. Some were kind of mild, some a little bit spicier. I actually love the hot takes that people were dropping in the comments. Mm -hmm. I think those were better than some of the, you know, were. a lot of the takes. But again, like, I'm looking at everything from a dynasty perspective. You guys know I'm not taking part really in best ball. I'm not doing redraft. Uh, so... 
saying like, oh, Joe Burr would finish here. And then I looked to see where people like, like Mike Clay had him. I was like, oh, maybe that isn't hot, yeah. you know? But anyway, hot takes are behind us next week on Tuesday at nine o'clock Eastern time, not nine ten. at nine o'clock. We will be doing our annual off season review show starting from January all the way through September 6th, uh, kind of talking about the value hits and misses. Uh, so yeah, Mitch, Mitch, you're, you're ready for bed over there. What's up? Give us your final thought. No, I, I, I just realized next Tuesday is uh, my 14 year anniversary to my lovely wife. So, so Mitch will be on the show tonight, but I will just say, um, I was, it's roster cut down day in leagues. This is my like commissioner take, right? So what will happen in your MFL leagues, the commissioner will go and change it to the correct roster size. And then when you go to put in your lineup, you won't be able to put in your lineup because you'll have too many players. Mm-hmm. So if you just go on there and get taken care of, then you're not in a lot of trouble come next Sunday when you think you put in a lineup, but it didn't take because you have too many roster spots. How many troubles and problems are people going to come to you with as a commissioner and say, Hey, uh, can you move this guy to my IR? Can oh, you move this guy yeah. to my taxi? Yeah. Because I can't do it. Oh, I know it's, it's so gonna, annoying. It's probably going to be me, to be honest with you. Probably. So I'll slide you like a $5 bill and see if you can take care of that behind the scenes. All right, Dan, final thoughts for our listeners. Final thoughts, a shameless plug, and then a, a, a bonus hot take. So, hey, home draft time too, guys. I did one home draft league. I got one more coming up. Pro Forecast Magazine, my way outdated rankings from May, but you can hit me up on Twitter. I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to top rankings. But there's a good article in there that gives some good, uh, you know, good advice. So, so draft that. And just to bend the rules on Mitch a little bit, Christian McCaffrey, number one overall fantasy score this year. I think he's back. Bonus hot take. take? Yeah. I mean, Jonathan, I, Jay, Jonathan Taylor's on the cover. Everyone keeps talking about him being injured and, you know, drafting them. But I'm saying one overall, just back to being old CMC. Somebody in the office actually asked me because somehow some people in the, my office didn't realize that I had such <laughs> a successful dynasty podcast. So I just set the facts straight. Uh, somebody said, Oh, I think Jonathan Taylor is the running back one this year. I said, you're wrong. It is Christian <laughs> yeah, McCaffrey. How dare you? Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed the show a little bit different, but again, we're gearing up here, winding down for the regular season uh, where we'll still be coming at you every single week with the constantly changing values throughout the season. Check out the Patreon, check out the discord. We're 398 members. I would love to hit 400 by next Thursday. I I think that's possible. Um, But for Mitch Sorensen, Dan Lamagna, I'm John Bauer. Catch everybody next week. Have a great night.